This is rocked. And welcome to Rock. This is round 20. I'm Mark Warren. Official introductions coming your way shortly. But JJ Rocker, welcome. Coming back to you very, very shortly. We've got a, a lot to get through. Dara Foley, official introduction coming to you shortly. <laughs> Humble soul that he is. Um, before we talk boxing, though, um, we often relate to the master trainer, Johnny Lewis, uh, and his Newtown Association, the master trainer, and as we go to production, as we record today, the loss of the great Johnny Chook Raper, Newtown Dragons legend, uh, eight straight grand finals for the Dragons. Of course, they won 11 in a row, 56 through 66. And if you're joining us, well, in London, they'll understand. Great Britain, they'll understand. If you're joining us in Vegas, maybe not, but bear with me, just think Super Bowls. Just think Super Bowls as we, as we drop, actually, yep. on the eve on the eve of Super Bowl, and joins an illustrious list of immortals, which includes the late Clive Churchill, Johnny Raper, Reg Gasnier, Bob Fulton, Graham Langlands, the great Wally Lewis, Arthur Beetson, and the eighth, Andrew Johns. So right from the top of Rocked Round 20, it's 10 bells from the boxing fraternity on behalf of Johnny Lewis and all boxing fans around the world to the late John Raper, Mate, now, we've got a lot to get through. Plenty. Uh, I want to talk about Brazilian PT trainers. Okay. I'd like to talk a little bit about Joe Rogan. Right. I want to talk about our guest. I want to talk Cambosis. I want to talk heavyweights. I want to talk Nikita Zoo. I want to talk Tim Zoo. I want to talk Harry Garside. Are you okay with that? I'm okay with that. Can we throw in a little bit of Sayul Canelo Alvarez? We sure can, mate. Okay. All right. Well, we always do this. So introducing formally now, before we start to chat, and we love the shirt. We love that shirt. <laughs> Straight from Coogee, talking of PTs, but I'll come back to the Brazilian PTs later. With a professional CV that reads, 24 professional paper punch with 19 wins. Nine by way of KO, four losses, one draw. Uh, he was born in Kent, United Kingdom. But he is Irish through and through. From Dublin, Ireland, we present to you Super Dara Foley. Something like that. That was good, mate. I miss you, and that's been too long. It has been too long. Over Welcome. to you now, song. Welcome. Well, I am. Uh, I got to the first footy show fight night, say 2015. Yep. Uh, Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, and then Japan with Billy. Yes, Chasing dreams in the deep end. Yep. Uh, and I got to call this man's fight on what was called Nine Plus then. It was mm. Nine Plus. Even, and now, even, now it's Nine Now. And he comes in against a bloke called, uh, we'll come back to this, Miles Zalewski. <laughs> and, and I'm setting the fight up, but she was over before we went bang. Yes. But you know what? Take over. If you like, take over. But at any time you'd like to talk Brazilian PTs. Yep. Flick it um, to you. Joe Rogan. Yep. Uh, which we have to talk about, Joe. We have to. All right. Before yeah. that, we Mark, start before with... I let's rewind to the yeah. inception. You yeah. called my debut. Thunderdome all those years back. I'm nearly sure it was you that called me debut as a photographer. You were standing in a the ring. A ring announcer? The ring announcer, MC. You got the, the little flyers in the air. Super. And I'm standing on my debut. I'm nearly sure. I got to Metro find City. Metro City, yeah. I may have done... I, I did about four or five as MC or commentary or both, um, for Tony Tolge and Angela. The Tory, are you good with dates? I did the, um, no, and we're not going to do that to you now. <laughs> Actually, I've got your CV. 
I've got your CV. Okay. Keep talking. Twenty first we'll... of August, twenty fourteen. I'm nearly sure. Twenty fourteen. The inception. Uh, there's every chance. Levi Quarterman. There's every chance. Would that have been you? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was the original promoter for Thunderdome. I know. It's well documented. First three. Tony Tales graphic designer, now Mr. Boxing Worldwide. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Unsurpassed, unequaled, unrivaled boxing IQ. Much. JJ Rocker from Sydney City Toyota and Sydney City Lex. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we start with him because I got so much. Well, I missed you. Let, let I missed you. Let me blow everyone's Ooh. mind. Yeah. With the first time yeah. I saw Mr. Dara Foley. Yeah. It was. Crossing the streets in a very packed Macau Square, and Ellie Sekback was talking to him. I was there. I was there watching Billy Dib yeah. and Gradovich. Pacquiao and Rios was the uh, the main event, and unbeknownst to me at the time, there was an Irishman talking to Ellie Sekback about uh, his tips for the main event, and then I remember. Stuck out because he had a lot of personality crossing the road. He was telling Ellie that, you know, he's a boxer and he's he's coming through and you're going to see me on this stage one day as well. And then years later, I see him fighting um on the Australian scene. Yeah. Pretty crazy, huh? Mm. What? You know what? There's <laughs> a big question. We can that was a crazy time. again, interview crossing the street. Yeah. Pretty dangerous also. Very. But, um... <laughs> No, that was it, because I obviously would have watched Ellie Sek back on through the years. Yeah. I was over there to watch the Pacquiao Rios fight with the missus as well. Yeah. Literally walking down the street, I see Sek back. Sek back, baby. Hey, you know me? <laughs> Straight away, the camcorder out, the VCR or whatever back then, the yeah. little handheld thing. And yeah, that's mad. That's I mad. Know. I didn't even know that. Just that goes wild? to show you never know, is it? Yeah. I'm having Colin trouble with these. Back. Keep going. I'm having trouble with these. My headphones go and come and go, but... Um, I've got nothing in my headphones right now, but that, that, that happens. Yeah, it does happen. Such it does happen, and, and we keep going. Tell me the Dara Foley story. Tell me the Dara Foley story. Can you surmise that in 60 seconds? What brought you to Australia? What brought you to boxing? What brought me to Australia? Mate, we had a coffee prior to this. Yeah. I was sweating with you. I think yeah. you still are. I am it's hot, mate. It's hot in here. 41 degrees. Look at me. I'm in Miami short today. You don't get that. And it's hot in here. I trust me. I, we might need, we need a fan <laughs> because one thing I can do is sweat. And I don't, you know what? Mm. You could sweat today. Yeah. Well, as the saying goes, if one. sweating was an Olympic sport, Mark yeah. Warren would win gold, silver and bronze. Yeah. That is how it goes. True. I find it hard to argue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the reason I came to Australia today, it's summer, it's hot outside, everyone's on the beach. We don't get that shit back home. No. It's cold, it's grey. Um, it was a recession back in Ireland in the early, not not noughties, 20, what's, noughties is the noughties. No, nah, noughties yeah, is the 2000s. Yeah. The yeah. noughties. So noughties is the noughties and noughties <laughs> is the 2000s. <laughs> And what's the one after that? The 2010s, oh, whatever. No, no. Yeah, yeah, Can we yeah, move yeah. on? But, yeah, so I came here for the weather, for the opportunity, for something different. Yeah. You know, we can get visas very easily. And yeah. I'd already done Ireland. I'd, I'd already, you know, I wanted something different. I wanted to change. I had a like-minded girlfriend, Lauren Foley, who's now my wife. Yeah. Fortunate woman. Um, <laughs> so we, uh, we, 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 we wanted to change the scenery, you know. Um, yeah. I was sitting at home, it's pissing rain every day of the week, and I see, I'm going on Facebook, and I'm seeing friends of mine down Bondo Beach and enjoying a couple of bloody pure blondes. I'm sitting there looking <laughs> you at... You wouldn't touch it. Looking you at wouldn't rain, touch it. Although if they want to become sponsors, then I'm open to resampling. <laughs> My headphones just came back. 
But this is live, right? This yeah. is live. We're not stopping. No, right. roll with the punches, mate. We might even get a fan while I'm talking as I hint about it for the fourth time. <laughs> Someone out there might bring us a fan because this is ridiculous. Yeah. And I, I love Titans Gymnasium, but I go there for the sauna. Yeah. I yes. go there for the sauna just quietly. I'm starting to hear you just looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to wipe down again. Yeah, let's because go. Because most of this is audio. But Harry from Paris Media, Paris Media, he'll probably cut that up into another blooper. That's okay. That's it, mate. We That's keep rolling. Okay. Loz, I saw your beautiful daughter. We're at Coogee Beach. Yeah. We're at Coogee Beach and you had this like a Pakistani marquee set yeah. up over the... Over the yeah. Reminds me of the Sal- story of the 12th Sal- man and, and Imran Khan. But anyway, I'm not going there. You can't in 2022. But uh, I saw these Irish people. There was beer involved. Yes, of and course. And there was a baby. There wasn't beer involved. Don't there be, don't was, be there twisting were, it. There were Irish there. Oh, sorry. There and, was actually... Thank you. Not of mine, though. Not yours. No. No. And I came out after swimming about two k's in with a negative split on the turn. But that was, no, fine. that was bullshit, right? <laughs> I was gonna go with it, but <laughs> I saw this white <laughs> kid with a red face. Yep. And I saw the nose and said, "He's a boxer." Terrifying. <laughs> what else is Shalini on the back? I had seaweed and octopus hanging off yep. both shoulders. Of no. course. And yeah. then I, we started chatting, and and it was just so cool to see him standing there yeah. as I told him about my. 12 beat kick and <laughs> just the two k's out to sea, and, and that was lovely to see. And didn't we, didn't we, didn't we chew the fat? And that brings us into one of our subjects, George yeah. Cambosis, when we're ready. But it was it was great to see him. He's a real character, and it was good to see you as well, Mark, as well. And moving on to the real reason we're here yeah. today, I guess, isn't it, JJ? Yeah. The last time I would have seen you prior to this would have been about I'd say three, four years ago. And please don't take this the wrong way, but. The only way I guess I can summarise it is you were, you were looking like a burnt out Ford Fiesta <laughs> that had been parked up in Greenacre for about four weeks before a drive-by shooting and burnt to remove all evidence. And I seen you down the beach that day and as he came out of the water like Daniel Craig and James Bond. Of course. He was like one of them fucking Lexus IS 200s that they sell. And what is the Alexa life, mate? What are you doing to yourself? You look amazing. I don't know if you're taking the piss or not. It doesn't matter. This is a great segue. This is a great segue either way. Well, what's going on? JJ reckons you've been to Sydney Cosmetics. You've you've mentioned Brewbaker 10 on on uh, <laughs> on checkout you got I, you got your the promo code promo code you had a pinch around the eyes what's going on mate I don't understand most of what you say so I, I, <laughs> but I gather you're talking about my remarkable looks exactly that's correct yeah. you're Indian summer what's happening mate talk to me well in short to surmise I thought I was a very handy forward uh, back in the the nineties yeah and. Um, but I was also known for my cosmetic bag. Ah. Okay. So, brute by day and beauty by night. Right, okay. And my mates that played with me would always borrow my toiletry mm. bag. Now, going back to a kid, I haven't used, I'm going to give you the tip. I have not used soap on my skin since I was 11 years of age. No soap. I was wondering what the smell was. <laughs> now, on my face. Oh, sorry. Right, It okay. just doesn't. Feel right. Okay. So I'm going to put the hand up and declare it now in 2022 that I was probably the first, let's say, rugby league player. Right. To bring out the moisturiser. The moisturiser and the cleanser since 1991. 
Wow, that's the combination, eh? That's the combination. However, you did talk about Nip Tuck. Yeah, what's the go? Where do we stand in terms of not ruling the it old out. enhancements? I, am I ruling it out? No, you can't rule it out. And then you talked about other supplements that they're taking in America. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I saw a photo of a boxer about eight to ten years ago. Yeah. And he looked ten years younger than he did ten years prior. It happens. The, what's it? George what's that? Palmer the, the comeback. No, no, George. Leave George alone. My God. George bigger, is bigger mate, he's beautiful man. Muscles. I, well, mate, I tell you what. It's a dead eat. I've shook hands with a couple of men, but George Foreman's hand, Lennox Lewis' hand, there's two big hands, bro. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. George yep. and his lean, mean grilling machine. <laughs> right. So that's it. You wanted some scandal. You thought I might be on some special supplement. Nah. Um, so you don't use soap. I haven't used the knife as yet. Although I did have some corrective on the forehead. Yeah, oh, d- wait, the truth's coming around, mate. Oh. I'm not, having, not behind the ears and so forth. No. Right? No. What do you reckon, JJ? I think it's sus, mate. I don't know. We might Moisturiser and cleanser. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a brand called Simple. Can what we do this? Right? Simple. It's just called Simple. Get it at Woolies. Yeah, yeah. right. He, Harry uses it. Harry yeah. from Paris <laughs> uses it. Look at Harry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about me. No, of course. So that's the secret, eh? That's the secret. No, you look good, mate. Take it as a compliment. You look good. You're that Lexus IS 200 straight off the showroom floor now. <laughs> I do think long training the helps. Fuck, the long gun is I the fourth. <laughs> yes, the no. park down and green acre in flames. <laughs> I think training helps. Right. Training if, does if help. If you're not taking the piss, right? Nah, right? Never. Okay. It was lovely to see you. Could e- you? E- even when I am, I'm not. Exactly. What's on? What's on? So obviously, last year wasn't the most active year. The one they call super. Yeah. Why the inactivity? Basically, after that big Telford fight, yeah. um, I should have really kicked on from there. Absolutely. As you imagine, the, the profile building fight, fight a decade, as Jeff Fennick had put it. Yeah. Um, I put me trust, to cut a long story short, in someone I, I shouldn't have, yep. who promised me the world and delivered nothing, and I'm going to be fine this day, that day, this day. Not never eventuated. Then probably because of being in camp, for so long without taking taking a break as you normally would two yeah. or three weeks to let the body heal. Yeah. By around August time, eventually I got a fight off my own back with Ben Coy up in on the Tasman card in September. Yeah. My shoulder just started to break down from just overuse, I guess. Yep. Mm. I had a pre existing injury in my labrum and that was causing all kinds of mischief up here. Yep. And the doctor says, Look, I can go in and clean up up here. But I have a funny feeling he'll be back to me in six weeks' time saying, look, Doc, it's happening again. Why don't we just go in and clean the whole fucking thing up? Yeah. Mm. So I got that done. Um, and, yeah, in, that's basically where last year went. Just a shit year, man, of mm. of um, lots of trials and tribulations. But of I'm, course. But I'm still here anyway. That's the main thing. I'm still here. Shoulder's good now. Yeah. And uh, I'm primed and ready for any of these little... Uh, and that that Ben Kite fight obviously would have been at welterweight. Yeah, your, your fight with Ty Telford was at super lightweight. Yeah, is super lightweight where you want to campaign, or yes, you're open to both. Super lightweight's where I want to campaign. That's yeah. my weight. I make weight very easily. Yeah, very easily. But I'm also big, as you can see me here. Yeah. I mean, this is a extra large short, and it's struggling <laughs> to campaign. Hang, just hanging on. Absolutely, you're yeah. busting out of it. <laughs> um, so. 
you yeah, know the what? white tower, the white tower, the way I, I can't uh, the fighter from himself, <laughs> right? I can't, I can't, I can't go up and wait for yeah. the right. Fight. I just want to be in good big fights. Yeah, yeah. fights that people want to see. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Pe- fights that you're going to be remembered for. Of course. But, and fights, obviously, that you're going to get paid for because I learned long ago that when I first started, I was like this firebrand wild child. I want to yeah. fucking fight everyone. Yeah. This guy, that yeah. guy, what? Boom. But soon enough, I realized it's not called pride fighting. No. It's, it's called prize fighting. If some would have called me out from wherever, I'll fight you. Fucking right, I'll fight you. Yeah. Nah, it's prize fighting. You got to fight for prize fighting. And I've picked up a couple of losses along the way. Maybe taking fights I shouldn't have took um, awkward styles. or Because with boxing, and it's only with longevity and experience, I guess, you just can't go straight through everyone. No one can. No. Unless no. you're Sugar Ray... Unless you're Floyd Mayweather, and even Floyd Mayweather, arguably the goat, had to duck and weave, and oh, Antonio yeah. Margarita, and no thanks, uh, a prime, whoever else, he, he kind of ducked, you know? I don't want to stop him, but he, he's so right. And we talk Oscar De La Hoya, avoided 140 pounds, your weight, like the plague, because yeah. the bloke will cost you zoo sitting there at his, at his best at prime time. Continue, I'm enjoying this, let me sit back. Who, who would have won that, let me ask you? Um, well, like, Oscar De La Hoya is one of my favourite fighters. Yeah. Uh, of all time, that long, beautiful jab. Let's face facts, a very handsome man. Um, a, 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 an uppercut from the outside. Um, I get the comparison. Uh, uh, like a, like a, <laughs> almost like a matador, like a matador in the yeah, ring. Yeah. Um, I thought he fought the best of the best, except Zoo. He dodged 140. I think Kostya... At his best, shuts down the ring space, and I don't care who you are. He hits once. He hits once, like, like it's gone. You're over. It's over. I, I, uh, he I, went twelve rounds. Okay, my my only form line. Then I can hear JJ. JJ's gonna go. You and your form lines. Cost you for an undercard at the Thomas Mack Center in Las Vegas against a bloke called Leonardo Mus. Mm. Now that night, Joe Cortez, the man in the middle, deep pockets. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, cost you dislocated Mass's jaw. From the ears down, and then tried to say that Zoo hit after the bell. Fast forward, no problem. But they tried. I, I felt a hot night in Vegas. Yeah, we were all sweating. Um, but then the main event was Oscar De La Hoya, Miguel Angel Gonzalez, who they hailed as the next Cesar Chavez. It goes twelve. Fast forward, Gonzalez meant to fight Zoo. I was there for that fight. Pulls out. He fights Diabella Sotardo on about five days' notice. Scary night. Action-packed. Fast forward. It happens. The most brutal display by Costa Zhu was against Miguel Angel Gonzalez. Bar none. I think Costa Zhu his favourite fight. And they should have stopped it after five or six. The punishment, a mismatch. Styles make fights. Tomato, tomato. I, I, just, I just think Costa Zhu stopped anyone there for a period of time. It's it's hard because I think Delahoy is actually underrated. I think yeah, for a, massively. massively. Abs- you can, and I, I don't think well, it's Johnny doesn't rate him. Johnny I, Lewis doesnn't rate him. A, a lot of people are like a lot of people are like <laughs> that though. A lot of people like that. He I says, think Delahoy is a tremendous quick fighter. <laughs> mate, Delahoy avoided one forty like the plague, mate. <laughs> well, you can't say, you can't say that and then. Delahoya skipped that, goes straight up and fights. Arguably one of the biggest punchers in the welterweight division, Felix Tito. Oh, yeah, superstar. Exactly. Like you can't say you avoided exactly. 140. He skipped the division after he claimed the prize and he wasn't hanging around long. And you know what? I, I told you, he's one of my favourite fighters. 
Then he goes up a division to fight. Whoa, how do you stop Tito? Um, and did he? You know, he's tall like Delahoya's five eleven. Yeah. So yeah. was it the weight considerations as well as to why he skipped through that one forty pound division fairly quickly, like an NX. Like an NX. Like an NX. I'm a Costa fan, by the way, as well. I just yeah. think that yeah. we got to give everyone that credit. And maybe if he if he had to jump that weight division and no, he didn't jump on. it. No, no, he didn't yeah. jump it. Yeah, he exactly. didn't jump it. He didn't jump it, but he wasn't hanging around long. Yeah. Well, the money fights for that one four seven, wasn't it? Million percent. Yeah. Prize fighting. Prize pay for punch. Yeah. Show me the money, Jerry. Of course. Money yeah. talks and bullshit walks. Pay for punch. CV. Well, I was going to say that, but some people can talk the talk like Darrell. Yeah. Not many can walk it like you. No. You love a war, don't you? You love a war, and you incite a crowd. And your Irish friends who love to sing, drink beer, and are most boisterous. Tell me about what encapsulates Irish people in Sydney and the boxing scene, if, if, if you can do that. I think Irish people by nature, we're, uh, we're quick with the tongue, we're very quick with Like back in Ireland, the game we play when we, we used to hang around on walls when we were uh, 11 and 12 years old. It's probably how we're so sharp and quick. You'd sit in the wall just taking the piss out of each other all day long. Yeah. Do you want to go to the shop? What shop? That shop. You know, just back and forth. Who yeah. said what? You said, you know. So it makes it naturally quick and you have a bit of fun. And what's it you guys call it? Bloody larkins. <laughs> you know? Bloody <laughs> larkins. So we have, we have a bit of that larkin culture stop. in it. For our listeners out there uh, on the strip or to Justin, to Justin Fortune on Melrose, um, he said larrikin. He said larrikin. <laughs> larrikin. Right. He's a bit of a bloody can larrikin. You grow an can you grow an Australian accent? Can I? Uh, you, you can. Listen, the people that come over here, there's some Irish people that are over here about three or four years. Hey, yeah, mate. Like, <laughs> nah. Really? Nah. So, I don't know, nah. man. I can speak. I can do. A, I reckon I get away with an Australian accent. So I can understand you. Yeah. Right. Take me the next level to my neighbours, my beautiful neighbours. Yes. Irish construction workers, right? You know, plenty of Irish. Uh, how's, how's it going by? Uh, is there any chance I'll be able to do fourteen hours uh, work today instead of twelve? <laughs> you know, I've bills to pay. I'm fucking. Well, well, no, hang on a second. Down I think the tunnel. Well, it's discrimination against Australian workers. Don't start me. It's like the Irish mafia. <laughs> I got told at the top level. The Irish own the construction and roadworks here in Australia. Yeah, well, but someone tell has... Tell me why I can't understand some of their dialect, because I promise you there's a gentleman that lives next door, champion, but when he goes quickly... Not catching I, a word. Honestly, may as well speak Japanese. Yeah, mm. it's, 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 it's the same in England. You look at Manchester and Liverpool, completely different dialects, yep. that 20-minute driveway. Where I live in Blanchestown in Dublin, we sound like this. Five minute driveway is a different county. There's 32 of them in Ireland called Meath. You probably sound a bit like this. Ten minutes. And it's crazy because every town has a different dialect. Dirty. And when I when I first came to, to Australia, we landed in Perth. And I remember one day in the building, so I was like, oh, what do people from Sydney sound like? What do you mean? I was like, <laughs> what, what do they, like, did he, did he sound different? <laughs> Oh no, they're a bit up themselves, so they more bloody. Oh, I don't know, so talk, talk a little. It's like, nah, but on, where, were you, where were you when this happened? Where were you? I was on site, construct building site. In Sydney? In no, Perth. Perth. In Perth. Yeah. Well, WA stands for, hey, Greeny, love you, stands for wait a while. 
Wait a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little slower. <laughs> a little slower. They don't wear watches like Fiji. No, no. Fiji time in WA. And then, I love you, Queensland. And then probably yeah. Queensland. Yeah. Um, well, in Australia, that's what yeah. I found crazy because everybody sounds the same. Like, if someone walked into this room, you couldn't say, oh, you're from Adelaide, you're from no. Darwin. And no. in Ireland, it's only a five-minute drive. You think it would be different because Perth is so far away. They could speak fucking double Dutch yeah. for anyone would know, yeah? Yeah. But My headphones just came back on. There we go. Yeah, it's to, it's the magic. Uh, yeah. yeah. So... Yeah. What was the question? No, you're doing <laughs> great. <laughs> dialects. I'm digressing a little Irish, bit. Irish dialects. Irish dialects, yeah. yes, a bloody yeah. grouse. Yeah. The there grouse. Ridgy Digi, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's ouch. Yeah. So you land in Perth, yeah. right? You obviously find a home in Perth in terms of boxing gyms. Where did you call home in Perth? Uh, so when, when I first got to Perth, I was looking up uh, Googling gyms to go to. Yeah. And there was one that popped up, uh, Hardy's Gym. Mm. Because I wanted, in the back of my mind, to say I'm going to turn professional. I'm going to give us a good fucking crack. Had a bit of an amateur career in Ireland, nothing to write home about. 11 fights, 10 losses, one win. Had one win out of 11, 11 amateur fights. Wow. And how long, yeah. by the t- when you landed in Perth, how long had it been since you'd fought last? Probably would have been about a year because in my last ever amateur fight, I broke my uh, thumb, so I was out of uh, commission, as they say, for a while. Yeah. But um, I went traveling through Southeast Asia for about three months and it gives you a lot of time to think about life and what you're doing, where you are, where you want to be. I said, yep. I don't want to fucking, I want to be different, man. I know I've got something deep inside this fire. I know I've got skill. Anytime I lost, I never lost the first round just uh, due to lack of discipline. I'd get yep. tired in the second and third round from being out drinking and not training and not yep. running. And it would catch up on me. And even the coaches would always say, what are you doing? You're after letting this dummy beat you just over fitness. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know, but I, I didn't take it serious. And then when I was traveling through Southeast Asia, it gave me time to sit back and think, you know what, I'm going to give this a good fucking crack because I'm not happy with what I'm, I'm not happy with, um, with what I've done. So anyway, uh, I was Googling Harry's gym. So I went down, it's in this uh, Balcata industrial estate, if I'm not a... Uh, Balcata. Balcata. <laughs> <laughs> Just doing a little bit of uh, translator. Instead of Google, if you're out there, that was Balcutter yeah. in WA, Perth, WA. Not Calcutta. <laughs> but um, we went down and I, and I was like, is this the gym door? There was no like Hardy's boxing gym, you know what yeah. I mean? Ain't not, there's no wildcard sign outside. No. So if you know, you know. All, all that was there was like a steel door. And I'm like, I'm nearly sure because it was saying whatever, the same address. So I'm banging on the steel door like, trying to knock it kicking it you know yeah, what I mean yeah. I'll get you, and then Harry anytime you want uh, Dara up on the mic or me or so forth you tell you come in Harry you got the mic you got the mic I'm just playing around here with these headphones you you tell us Mark you want me up uh, and so forth but if I sit back I'm not going to talk just let these guys go so you go and you find Harry's right I find Harry's I'm great at the door but it's towering six for four uh Bloke with tattoos all over him, Kane Melbourne, as you probably know yourself. Lovely harm, the nicest guy you'd ever meet, a friendly giant. How you going, mate? Like, Sugar oh. Kane. Yeah. Sugar Kane. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, um, is this the boxing gym? Yeah. You boxed before? He's like, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, well, training today's for the pros only. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I might want to go pro. Many thoughts have you had? I'm not going to say I've had 11 or fucking one more. Yeah. I would have got a size 11 up the rear now. <laughs> I said, uh, yeah, I've had about 50, 60, you know. Won some, lost some, as you do. Right, come back Monday. So I'm like, what the fuck I got back? <laughs> I didn't know what to think, man. 
So anyway, I, I get back Monday <laughs> and uh, went training. I met Craig and there were some other guys. And just Craig, let me yeah. just to the Sugar Cane, Melbourne. Yeah. Massive, massive rap. out of Angelo Hido, a good mate. Sparred him once in Singapore. I digress. So continue with the story, please. So I went back to the gym, I think, on Monday anyway. And I, I was um, hitting the bags and all that. And Craig come over. Many fights have you had? Oh, you know, going on. About 100. Oh, yeah, how would you go? 50-50. And he always startled. And then he was telling He actually had an Irish boxer prior to me, big uh, Declan trainer or something. Maybe you would know him better no, than me. No, no, no. And anyway, he says, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you got a milk guard? I'm like, uh, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking a milk guard. Got out yeah. the chemist thing out. Came That's back it. on Wednesday into the gym. All along, I'm going to be like, fuck. Obviously, I've had three months in fucking Southeast Asia. Yeah. You know, a couple of chanks, as you do. Uh, full moon parties, Changs. <laughs> right. Look at this guy pretending he doesn't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. Pretending he doesn't know what a Chang over is. Come on, mate. Oh, a Chang. No, I don't. <laughs> no? Never. Couple of buckets. Full moon party buckets. No? Continue. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I get in the gym and I'm thinking, who the fuck, I'm not even fit. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. So warm up there, kid. I see fucking Chris John. The, the WBA uh, featherweight cha world champion for 12 years, WBA yep. fighter of the decade. Yep. I'm like, oh, no. I see him putting on his, he's got his hand wraps on, he's putting on his fucking grind guard. There. I'm like, no. <laughs> so that was before spar. Oh, no. Me, yeah, yeah, three rounds with Chris. Oh, Sean. no. Into the yeah. fire. A good Into friend the of fire, mine. mate. A beautiful, beautiful human being. You know, all three of his fights. Yeah. Ringside or, or in Sing Singapore, two in Singapore, one with Greeny. Uh, one with the Colonel and Jimmy Lennon Jr. One in Jakarta. Yeah. That was an experience. What a fighter. Oh. WBA featherweight of the decade mm. and uh, wins over one Mel, WBA Manuel fighter Marquez. Of the yeah. Yeah. WBA fighter of the decade from all weights, not featherweight, fighter of the decade. Did he also have fighter of the yeah, decade? Yeah, so yeah. So that, that alone shows Special fighter. Thing. Needless to say, I went in and bet the fuck out of him. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving forward... What's the next question? I'm joking. Nah, we, we all know how that went, but after yeah. Craig says, you've got something about you. You've got fucking bottle Irish, fighting Irish. Good man. I liked what I seen there. Yeah. I mean, oh, uh, yeah, no worries. Come back down Friday. So that's how it kind of kicked off. Then um, Angelo Hoyda, you know Angelo. Everyone knows Angelo. Yeah. I started training with Angelo up there. I had three fights in WBA, won the Western Australian title. Felt it was kind of as far as I could go in that, you know, it's kind of a small circle. Yep. Moved down to Sydney and got chasing it. And uh, and did the move to was the move to Sydney prompted by furthering your boxing career? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Up there, it's like it got to the stage where anyone I was sparring, I was kind of having it over. Yeah, you can't so, grow. No, nah, you can't. There was no growth there. Which brings me to a little night that we're talking before we press play. Yep. So I'm following. I'm following the career of Darrell Foley, and he's making a name for himself. And he's bringing the crowds, and the promoters love that. Bums on seats, pay for punch. Valentine Bor uh, Borg at the Alexandria Basketball Stadium. From memory, I reckon uh, Victor Chinian fought on the undercard. I, I think yeah. I walked him out. Uh, and, yeah, Ring announced him on the way to the ring. It was something different. Elias Nasser, pain away. Oh, speaking of which, come back to that. We've got gifts for you. Hold that thought. I'll get my pain away for you. Right, we'll do that shortly. <laughs> I think I just saw it on the table, though. And, and there should be some... Hang, yeah, yeah. I'll come back to that. Also, some. you've got some liquid salts underneath the... the yeah. 
Harry. Thank you, Harry. If you can put all the paint away up here, we'll do that later. Thank you. I'll wipe myself down for the keep, time. Keep rummaging in there, Harry. There should, there should be, be a spot there already. A couple of <laughs> <laughs> there should be some bottles there also of the the black magnesium bath salts from Painaway. You got them all there. Just so this put is them the, on the table. This is the stuff no, here. We'll I do that today. later. If I get it on the table. The salts. We'll do that. And there should be two black bottles there as well. You got those. Come back to my story in a second. There we go. And I'll display those to the camera before we leave the show. So then I watch, I, I'm involved with the fight, you fight Miles Zalewski. Okay? On a footy show fight night yes. in Brisbane, which happened to rate 485,000 people at 9.30 at night. And I was calling the fight with Nathan DiCarlo yep. and uh, Renee Gartner. Yep. On what was called 9 Plus then, which is now 9 Now. Uh, so it was the undercard before the televised events. And then I was ring announcing for the main events. And I'll never forget that fight because the raps from Angelo and the team um, for Miles Zalewski yeah. were incredible. Well, he and was they were so a hot, hot prospect at the time. There were massive, massive raps on him. And to be quite fair to Dara, yeah. Dara was just the opponent that night. I that's, agree. That's what, and that's what that's I was... That's how it was built. Mate, I was around for three days. Yeah. Jaya Pattaya uh, also fought on that card. Yeah, hurt his hand that night. Thank you. See, unsurpassed boxing IQ. Unrivaled, unequaled, mm. right? <laughs> and and so I'm like... But I'd seen... I'd seen this kid against Valentine. But I, I thought, do they know what they're... And you mentioned my mate Craig Christian. And I knew he'd done time with Craig. And Craig will do boxing 24-7, as you know, seven days a week. Yeah. And he will Twice do anything. Correct, actually. And, then, and, and, and he will do anything for his fighter. And I'm going, I wonder if... I didn't know that he sparred rounds with Chris John. Yeah. <laughs> Which would have... And so there was money on that fight, was there not? Yeah, so after the, the, the Val Borg fight, we got an offer to fight. Um, we got an offer to fight. It was actually a, a new... Get through Val Borg, and then I'll be fighting um, Miles Lewinsky. Zalewski. <laughs> Zalewski. So you confused me earlier on. Anyway, um, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> we're going to put a warning on this podcast. <laughs> anyway, where are I? So, um, Good afternoon, Mr. Clinton. I got yeah. through, uh, I got through um, Val Borg, and then it was hard to make that way. I was I was a career light, uh, sorry junior welterweight sixty three and a half kilos. Yeah, I fought Val Borg sixty one point two. It was hard to make the weigh, and it was a good performance. But I said oh, I'll do it again. You know I'll fight this mm. guy. Mm. We got an offer. It, it not a great shit money. Ten round fight four grand. So I'm not going up there for four grand. I couldn't be arsed. At yeah. that stage, just walking. It's like two three. We ain't doing that for four grand. I knew what they were. What they were planning, me going up into his backyard yeah. with his fans, and yeah. in the end, just as well, I did knock him out in one round because I think one of the one of the judges, Phil Austin, had me down ten eight going into the second round, and I, fini <laughs> I finished him in the first. Well, so there you go. Here. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I love it. Hi, funky. Hi, funky. Um. Oh my goodness! Wow. Where do we just go? No, but so 20, I'm, I'm I'm setting that yeah, fight up. Yeah. I'm setting the fight up. I'm trying to say this is an Irish kid and the and he's got massive the massive following, but this is Miles Zalewski, boom boom boom, as the South Poor and people in Dublin, all over Dublin, Ireland will be watching on nine plus as it was then 
nine plus and this is the Irishman, the Southport, down goes Zalewski! And yeah. it was like that. I yeah. was trying to set it up. I was trying to set the... I was trying to set the fight up, and she was over. Yeah, ice. Did we get him cold, or it was just super at his best? No, that, that was the plan. It was. Uh, I remember Angelo collecting me from the airport. Anyway, oh, so getting back, so shit money four grand. I said I'm not going mm. up for that. I said if they're so confident because they were leading up to the fight, mm. so we got purse for purse, eight grand. Yeah, I can deal with that. Yeah. Angelo collect me in the car. Me and my old coach at the time, Tony, and I was just chatting away to him. Says. What you make of this fight? Do you think he's gonna beat me? He's like, oh well, uh, you know, mate, he's, he's he's a good boxer. And we've, uh, I says, right, I bet you. I said, not even that I'll beat him. I said, I bet you half my purse I'll knock him out in six rounds. And he was like, oh, oh mate. I said, nah, you're the one clicked me in a fancy AMG with all this money. <laughs> I says, I bet you I'll knock him out within six rounds. And he was like, nah, you wouldn't take the bet. Clever man, wouldn't take the bet. <laughs> and then I remember the weight cut was horrible. I made I made weight on the tour attempt, and it was it was this everything was against me. Yeah, they had this press conference, so I weighed in um, like about twenty minutes beforehand, and I was over. I think the limit sixty one point two kilos. I was like yeah. sixty one point five. I went up to Angelo, says, "Listen, Angelo, I'm over. Like I'm gonna have to go lose the weight." He's like, "No, no, you have to hang around for the official weigh-in." Like, why? I'm telling you, I'm over. He's like, "Nah, okay, so weigh in." 61.49 okay now can i lose weight oh now you've uh, 90 minutes like, what can i do hands me the keys to his car go out and put the aircon on hot and you'll probably lose the weight I'm like really man so i'm sitting out in this little murk outside with the aircon on at the on gymnasium floor. correct outside, I, I, outside I, yeah, uh, yeah, the I, I, in, uh, I did the weigh-in he's so boxing i think yeah yeah, and yeah thank you angelo mrs de carlo and the boys then we went out for a beautiful dinner but this guy wasn't I, treated as such I remember the guy anyway, he, um, so, oh, so sorry, prior to, I'm at the missing weight, yeah? Yeah. Everyone else is weighed in. Oh, there's a press conference now. I said, i got to make weight. I haven't even made weight yet. No, no, you have to sit through the press conference before the weigh-in. So I remember sitting at the edge of the table, Joy Abitar, God love the soul, was sitting beside me. He's with his Powerade like this, like trying to turn <laughs> his back, drink it under the table. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You've made weight. He goes, oh, bro, I don't want to make you jealous. Seeing see me eat me jellies. Joy. I was like, yeah, oh, don't yeah. be silly, man. Fucking tuck into that. So I'm sitting there emancipated. He mounts like Mahatma Gandhi's left sandal, <laughs> as you can well imagine. And there's little uh, Zalewski over in the corner, chanting a whole heap of shit. I hadn't even got the NGO, you know. He's going to see tomorrow what a real boxer. I'm like, they, they hand me the mic. I, and uh, thanks for everyone here, if, if you don't mind, kind of. Please go make weight now. Luckily enough, the guy up in that gym says, listen, kid, I live up the road of a sauna in my apartment complex. Take the key, go up, boom. Went up 20 minutes, came back down, weighed in. But um, I felt like shit, man. I couldn't get the weight back on me. It was just, that alone should have been a wake-up call. Three times to make weight. You're yeah. not a lightweight, kid. What are you doing? Nah. Um, and I felt so shit. The next day, I remember, we went, because I had a big following come up. We went for breakfast the next day, and even, I, I didn't rehydrate. I was that tired. I got home, slept. I remember waking up in the middle of the night. I was like, fuck, I haven't rehydrated. I've only put on two kilos. What am I going to do? I was at yeah. breakfast the next day with everyone. He misses and he mate saying, if you, you feeling all right? You look a bit off. You're not talking. It's like, nah, 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 because I didn't want to worry anyone else. Of course. But in my mind, I'm thinking, how am I meant to fight later on? I've nothing in me. Then I was like, well, I'm just going to go back and rest. And as I went to get off, I kind of fell off the stool. And everyone's like, yeah, all right. I was like, nah, the stool went. But my best mate, Scott, um, he knows me like he's, Got a fucking tattoo of me on his arm. He knows yeah. me in depth. Yeah, he said, I'll, 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 I'll walk back with you. He goes, you all right? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. He goes, the same, are you good? I was like, oh, I don't know, man. I'm, if it, like, 
it's not me legs, it feels like I'm walking on the cloud. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I remember backstage, so this was right up until final night. They stuck us in a little porta cab with no aircon, roasting, as you can well imagine, October 28th, yeah, whatever. She was hot. Yeah. She was hot, yeah. So we're in this little porta cab and still I'm getting wrapped up. Um, they have the production, you'll be going in 15, 20 minutes, knock on the door comes. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do, man? I'm, 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 I'm on a hide and nothing there. I can't win this fight, I have nothing in me. Yeah. Now, and I remember there was a big long corridor. <coughs> there was a big long corridor and he, he was already waiting there with his team. And I remember as I turned the corridor, I just seen him and he had this little smug look on his face like this. And whatever it was, just seeing him there just lifted me so much with fucking vengeance or whatever to get this yeah. guy. I remember I walked by him and I was looking past him and that alone just lifted, gave me everything I needed. And I was looking down at him. Then they usher me up about 50 meters up and I'm punching the wall, digging the gloves in. And I knew then I got in the ring. I was in the ring first and I remember him walking in and he came out to... Um, they, they gave me some country and western song that didn't even... They didn't even <laughs> give me me on music, for fuck's sake. So come out to some country... It's a long she's way my to woman. <laughs> she's my kind of man. I'm like, okay, I'll, I guess i got to come out. Dara Foley, here we go. And I remember he came out and he was so boisterous and so, you know, cocky. But as soon as he stepped through them ropes, it was... And I just looked at him and I got you now. I got you now. And, um, yeah, that's what happened. I can't with a good shot and... Uh, that's all she wrote. It was a peach of a shot too. It was a peach. My word, it was a peach. I didn't get to set the fight up. <laughs> no. <laughs> and no. it was it was over. And, uh, and and what a win. And then your next one was Brandon Ogilvy. And this one, I'm thinking, wow, another tough one. Because Brandon Ogilvy at his best, trained to his best, uh, with a great camp and Foxy, g'day Foxy in WA, um, I thought uh, indigenous genius balance got it all. Got it all. Heard a few things before the fight. Adam Watt sends me to the fight. I'll come back to the post fight. But you went to that press conference. Yeah. You went to the Wayne and the press conference yep. leading into that fight, and I, I really thought again. But I mean, I I, I thought Zaluski was in trouble. I don't know. I didn't know any of that background. Yeah. I thought you know, hey. I hope this amateur kid is as good as they say because Dara Foley, he got dusters. Can I tell you, for me, yeah. going especially going into that that Ogilvy fight, mm. I was pretty high on your career, and funnily enough, I knew that he was going to be a long stay in at the minimum a domestic scene. Was actually when you lost to Joe De Los Reyes. After that fight, you got dropped a couple times. Yeah. It was at Club Punch Bowl. And I remember going, this kid's got something in him that's going to keep him here for a long time. If anybody that sees Dara Foley on any card, go. Because to watch him live with his mm. supporters mm. and what he does to the crowd, win, lose, or draw, yeah. it's special. So you have to get down to a super fight night. But after that, I watched, watched his career – even closer, yeah. the Val Borg fight was truly the coming out party for me. That's when he really announced himself as the elite. Then obviously the Miles knockout was, it's it's funny what a first round knockout does because it doesn't really give you the opportunity to really have a look at a full performance of a fighter, see how they go through camp, you know, the later rounds. And I was very, very high on him. And I, to be honest, thought you were going to smoke Ogilvy. I went to the weigh-ins 
and yeah, I thought it was Pete, a fifty-fifty fight. I was one. I was well, changing my and, mind by the and hour. That's, that's no disrespect yeah. to Ogilvy, right? Because no, he's a tr- tremendous no. fighter. Yeah, but no, I was very, fight. very high on Dara at the time, and I don't think people realise how big you are in the flesh. So you walked into the weigh-ins. You're in a in a, a tracksuit, and you, your stature. You looked like at minimum a welterweight at the time when you walked in. Mm. But I remember seeing how sucked up and dry you were. And I went, ooh, he's either going to miss weight here mm. or it's he's just like I can't see him rehydrating effectively mm. to perform like what we've seen. Yeah. So then when you when you see that from a fighter, you either go, oh, maybe camp didn't go that well or he's carrying in an injury so he couldn't, you know, he couldn't effectively do his road work or whatever. Yeah. With Dara, he just effectively outgrown the weight class. And when he jumped on the scale, he was ripped and, you know, he had that that fight in his eyes that you could see. But uh, it was one one of the ones where you look at the fighter and you go, he's not going to be the same tomorrow. It was just, you had just yeah. outgrown, outgrown the weight class and that wasn't the super that we that we knew on fight nah, night. Nah, so, and, and that's the whole thing. So so 61.2, that's the limit for weight. Yep. Again, it's just stupid, rudimentary shit, but the scales I was using was off. Yeah. So I weighed in at 60.7. Yeah. You're thinking, it's only half a kilo. Half a kilo when you're after coming down eight weeks prior from 72 kilos, 72 mm. and a half. It's mm. a hell of a lot of weight. Yeah. That's one of these. Yeah. Do you know what it takes to lose one of these when yeah, you're massive. already that drawn and emancipated? No, it doesn't take me long, but that's a different thing. <laughs> 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 Titans at Coogee, Sunday you've saunas. Probably, you've probably done about two two kilos. Here <laughs> <laughs> no, but see, I enjoy dropping two. I carry fluid. I yeah. Carry, I, and I enjoy, I, yeah, I drop two easy. Yeah. Easy, if I'm serious in the sauna. Yeah. yeah. I reckon, I reckon we'll get I, three I find, out here today. Yeah, three of the best. Mate, it's hot in here. It is, huh? <laughs> okay. So uh, any, so and I'm also told it's healthy to sweat. It is. It is. Correct. Thank you. I'm doing something right. Yes. Because I want to get to post-fight. If you Right, after we... Um, so I was that drawn on Manspeed. You were there. You're seeing what it was like. My coach at the time, Tony, says, we gotta, we got to do something. You're fucked. Yeah. So we, we end up going and I got in a drip for the first time and the only time ever in my career to get yeah. the fluids back into you. Yep. Um, and then... Whatever, that eating away, I felt good. I woke up the next morning. I was 72 kilos the next morning. Far so out. overnight, I put on and kept on, because a lot of the time you're pissing your shit. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, kept yeah. on the best part of what? 11 kilos. Yeah. That's massive. Yeah. So ridic- by the time. That is ridiculous. That's stupid. Yeah. Yes. The whole training, yeah, yeah. it, it, it's stupid, but I'd never taken this IV before. I didn't know what it done to your body. You know, I didn't know it blowed up that it. much. Very rare, and not suggesting it to anyone out there, but very rare. The one exception to that rule who was able to fry himself to the point of diuretics and jogging and skipping in front of heaters and saunas and running 10Ks the night before a weigh-in was Fennec. Yeah. And then he would put, he would lose that weight and by the time he got in the ring, he was 10, 11 kilos heavier. Mm. Yeah. He was 10 and not not recommended. Not not recommended for mortals. That walk for Fennec and he obviously knew that with that pressure style and just walking you down, leaning on them. Ah. That wasn't my style. So by the time I got in the ring, it was like someone's had to put a six kilo weighted vest on me for what had been done all training camp. I was just, um, again, taking nothing away from Brandon because he bent me, I lost. But it wasn't me in there that night. I, I, I felt handicapped. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't move. And I just took a beating. But funny enough, that was the one fight when I proved to myself I got what it takes to really make an impact in this boxing world. Because I remember I was 
bollocks then I was like fuck sitting down in the corner I can't even listen to instructions like when is this going to be over you, sometimes in a fight when I, you just I, I knew I couldn't do anything yeah. I'm resigned to taking a beating here I, I, it goes I, the 10 I, I it goes the 10 so I, I'm looking around at the car gear she gets in they hand the car I'm like please be 7 please be 8 she spins it around it's a third round like yeah. I can't do this I've nothing left in, like how am I meant to go another 8 rounds I can't I can't do this but every round, I just kept getting off me still and just taking it, just taking it, just taking it, just enduring. And I think that's in my style. You gotta, I, I, I'm built to last, you know. Even though I just kept getting off that still, I, I kind of like by the halfway through through the fight, I knew I wasn't gonna win. Post but fight, you just take it. Post yeah. fight, I was doing some work for Epicenter, for Adam White, and for Epicenter TV. And uh, he said, "Mark, let's 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 get real. Let's get raw." Pre-fight, post-fight, but post-fight for Adam, he said, "Mark, I want, I want off the wall. I want you, you know, talk to his family. Yeah, talk to his mates. Yeah, we, it's all good to celebrate. I want to go into the losers' dressing room of yeah. the night. Yeah, hate saying loser when you've stepped into a boxing ring. Just and Adam's boxing. Adam's a fighter as well. Yeah, so he un- exactly. under- so understands he under- what. Yeah, so he's sending me. In. So you're yeah. saying he's sending me in to the machine gun. Oh yeah, yeah big so time. so I had my cameraman. I said, right, we're going to see Dara Foley. Cameraman didn't know much about boxing, so he was fine with it. Mm. And I walk into the dressing room, and I didn't know Dara well, but we were pretty friendly prior to the fight and a couple of fights prior. He fought on the footy show fight nights and so forth, and I'd been doing my study. <clears throat> you forget that they're Irish, and they've had a few drinks, and it hasn't been a winning night. And I started to politely and respectfully talk to Loz, uh, his beautiful bride with a beautiful baby. Yeah, and And I may have said something like, and how are you now? And how do you feel right now in this moment? Respectful, polite. Wow. 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 <laughs> I don't worry about the IRA. I had them coming at me from everywhere. Yeah, oh, course. and the, the expletive this, expletive that, and who the fire truck do you think you are? And Ooh, then yeah. he's, he's revved up and stood up because his mates are revved up, and I'm sort of going, I hope he stops them, but I think he was going to take a pound of flesh as well. Yeah. And with that, myself and the cameraman departed. Yeah. <laughs> but Adam thought it was wonderful. And then he said, well, that's what we need to show. And I said, well, you're not showing them attacking me. Nah, Mark, Adam wanted to show that. Mark, yeah. your, recollection, your recollections are a bit sketchy on this one now because right. actually there was one guy in there, the aforementioned Scott, <laughs> with the with the tattoo of yours truly. Yeah, yeah. His best mate. Yeah. So he was obviously ultra protective. What the fuck are you going over to speak in the dark? Get out, get out. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is not, listen, so we actually did do a piece and I have it saved <laughs> on my phone and I look at it every time. <laughs> I, look, so we're I, look, okay. I look at it every time because there's tears streaming down my face yeah. and I'm a loser like yeah. you said no you lost on the evening I was God, a loser yeah. there and I yeah. said um, if I can revel in victory I can be humble and defeat the best man won tonight and you know and, what we should get that and yeah, I'll have that where we're where you, where everyone I have lost it, 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 it. Could, no where we've lost it oh you've got it where I've got it saved that, on my phone you know what that's it. great reality and I survived yeah. the downside was I may not have got out alive yeah. But I did. Yeah. So now you can show it. Now because it's all it. settled down. Yeah, of course. But, course. A, but Adam's before his time. Adam had, Mark, yeah. I want it right. And I thought, yeah, I can do this. But after after that fight, I remember, I can't remember, it may have been with you, mm-hmm. but you d- had definitely said to someone, you're not here to be a journeyman. Exactly. That's the one. Right? Wow. That's the one. And That's I remember that sticking because 
that is what I believe has probably given you the longevity on at least the domestic scene. Yeah. Because you always had the will and the hunger to win, irrespective of who it was. You talk, you spoke about it earlier. There was probably some fights in your career that you took at the wrong times or probably the wrong opponent. Yeah. But there was, there's always something about you where you can never be counted out. And that's, I think that's what probably hits home with the fans so much because they know you come in a fight. You're never there to just pick up a check. You're never there to just take part. You're never there to make up the numbers. Mm. And i got to tell you, it would be stupid of promoters in Australia to not at least capitalise on it now. Mm. Your inactivity over the year gone is ridiculous. In a in domestic scene where we struggle for big names, big characters and big fights, we can't bench a Dara Foley. This is Rocked. This is Rock Round 20 and we're not talking about my Bumble profile or Hinge. No. And no, I do not do Tinder and I haven't done Tinder in eight years. No. I do know people when they travel. What about Grinder? Oh, mate, that's not funny. <laughs> that's not funny. How, how old are you on uh, your dating apps? Would, would I'm you say saying I have a look. I didn't say I was on there necessarily. Well... You gotta be on it to have yeah, a look. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Or do you just go onto no, the you website? Go on and have a look. Sign, no, you sign no, up. No, I don't believe you nah. can. All right. I'm 48. <laughs> yeah. no, knocked a little bit off, eh? Well, what, a bit, are they, a what are they? What are they A lady once told me plus one minus three as you get older. He's okay. like one of them used cars you get in a Toyota Sydney, ain't he? That's it. 150,000 kilometers on the clock. Give it can a little I, rewind. No, no, hang on. <laughs> 70 kilometres. Hang on, mate. Look at all the carriage I... rust everywhere. It is John Rocker's Sydney yeah. City Toyota. There we now, go. can we just get it nice and clear? And Lexus. And it is John Rocker's Sydney City Lexus. In fact, John Rocker is Mr. Lexus in Sydney. Okay. Now, just leave those ones to me, okay? You're local. You have to pop in and have a coffee with Mr. John Rocker. I have to. He's a good person. He's to fun. He's the best. He's the best. He'd like Rocker. you. Oh, yeah. He'd yeah. love you. He's seen you fight heaps of times. I'll tell Fan you about the five levels, the Japanese, and some, wow, I have some great chats over a sandwich with John Rocker. Wow. A good man. You know where the little man gets it, the little big man. We've got a lot of turf to cover. We do. Let's say it. Let's say it. It's fair to say, and then we move straight into it, bang, 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 bang. It's almost a couple of minutes here and a couple of minutes there. Let's say it. Darrell Foley, George Cambosis Jr., there was bad blood. Yeah, and call? almost opponents. Almost opponents. Yeah. At one stage, yeah, back in my uh, lightweight tenure. Yeah. yeah. But um, I believe at one stage there were, I'm going to say nappies thrown into a ring at Alexandria Basketball Stadium. I think so, yeah. I believe so. I believe that. Four to six months. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there were beer cans launched over uh, from one side of the ring to the other one. It was quite quite the scene. Mm. The Alexandria mm. Basketball Stadium. i tell you something that's hot in there too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The tin shed. Yeah. The yeah, old yeah. tin shed. Which you would have done about 10 kilos that night. <laughs> oh, well, mate, trust me, not far wrong. Yeah. And I had a T-shirt on. Yeah. And, and I wasn't even real, and I wasn't even working. Yeah. I was there on pleasure. And then they threw me the microphone and they said, walk him out, the raging bull. Yes, <laughs> so, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, that was the night. That you was against Borg, I'm sure. You would have gotten well, down no, to about Cambosis fought Borg. 
the night I'm talking Cambosis about. Cambosis Fort Reyes. Yeah, Joe. Because I, I, I was there at um, supporting TJ, my mate TJ. He yeah. fought. I can see the thing. I fight him. I fight him. I fight him at the same time, same time, yeah. both. <laughs> that's big. <laughs> he thinks he's heavyweight. Anyway, that's a different story, but I love the Raging Bull. Put 120 pound back on the map by those that matter. They believe that. So, superstar. Mm. Superstar. Yeah, What's he doing now? I think I've seen photos recently in Armenia. I reckon Living I, life, I believe. I, I, I think I saw recent photos in Armenia. What's next for George Cambosis Jr.? Because it's still there. Um, we can't stop talking about the fight. He does the unthinkable. Yep. We've talked previously. It's been done and done and done, but I still can't talk, stop talking about it. Go get the bag. Tiafimo Lopez. Go get the and, bag. Yeah, go get the bag. Get the bag. And we're at Coogee. And I said to I said to, to Dara, I said, Dara, we're on the beach. Um, a lot of Brazilians uh, uh, there on the beach at Coogee, in that area. Nice observation. No, I'm just yeah. saying. Well, I know I, you, you You're see just where painting I sit. the picture. I yeah. understand. Beach volleyball. Yeah, they play it all day long. Well, Harry, yeah. Harry's got a cafe there as well, Stephen Marley's, and 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 he'll tell you it, it, most people in Coogee speak Portuguese. Would you agree? Seventy percent. Come on, come with me. Come with me. Seventy. Fifty. You're inflating the numbers, mate. Fifty. Let's say, yeah, let's say. Five percent. Mate, back to George. Back to George. Mate, there's Brazilian, there's Brazilian personal trainers there with Brazilian clients. Right, you've Brazilian butts on your mind, mate. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm just saying. They got there's a niche market for personal trainers there, yep. and you have to speak South American. That's how many Brazilians. Well, South American isn't a language, so it's going to be tough. Okay, speaking Portuguese. I, Portuguese, I, I know yeah, a wrong person yeah, to yeah, go down that track with. Yeah. Right? All right, back to muchas, George. Muchas, muchas. Back to right. George. Back to George. Rapido. Right. And I said, I said to Dara, I said, as I came out of the water, as yeah. we talked about earlier. Yeah, Daniel Craig esque. That's right. And, and I came out of the water and uh, talking, I said, can you believe when we look back at this fight that it was all there in front of us? And I was talking about JJ Rogger. Mm. And I was talking about. He's not that great an actor. He can't be that great an actor. And we're going to look back, and in 10 years' time, people are going to say, how the hell was he 30 to 1? Because it's all there. And then Dara says, Mark, and you'll help me with the name of the gym at Silverwater where you do your strength and conditioning. Ethos. And, and they go there together. And I think after the fourth or fifth postponement, I let Dara, what am I doing? Dara, tell the story. I've seen him, so I've seen him out there, and it got postponed what, six times in the end. After yeah. one of them, I says, oh, commiserate, like, it will come through just keep he goes, No, I'm not worried. He said, This is war. I'm like, Yeah, and but the the look in his eye, man, he was he was it was like freaking the Battle of the Summer, something was going out <laughs> over the trenches. We are Spartans. This is this is war and war doesn't uh, cease until you know, this big speech. And I remember I went back to the because I do a sauna, like doing sauna twice yeah. a week with all the boys. So we yeah. catch up now with kids and shit. Yeah. So we're in the sauna and they would the fight come up and I was like, Boys, this this, this fella's crackerjack. <laughs> I've seen him in the gym today and he's looking at me dead in the eye like, this is war and war doesn't cease until the final battle and all this. I'm like, fuck, I'm just trying to commiserate. But he was he got himself that worked up and it was war to him. And what, he went out and different. he went to war. He yeah. believed. And that's he what, believed. And when you believe in yourself that much, similar to when Dennis Hogan fought um, Jamie Mungi in yeah. Mexico, yeah. Monterey yeah. in front yeah. of 20,000 Bayern. Yeah. Uh, Mexicans, yeah. he was the same. I remember watching the press conference prior to that, and they, they almost have a look in their eye where they're like, they, 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 
um, psych themselves up almost um, hypnotize themselves. You have themselves. to believe hypnotize that, yeah. themselves like, that they're going to do it, way. you know? When you are fighting at that level, if you do not half believe that you are superhuman, you are unbeatable, you may not be from this planet. Yeah. You have to be in that more. We spoke about that. And then I spoke to George three weeks before the fight. Yeah. He called me back. Yeah. And I was, that's why we were talking. Like, it's in front of us. But we didn't quite. We wanted to believe. Yeah. And he said to me, he said, Mark, you don't, you don't understand. I'm in his head. And I mean, no, no, Mark, Mark, I'm in his head. I know he's got problems with his way. I know. He doesn't understand. I am in his head, Mark. And I I was like, this is too convincing. This is too yeah. real. And then what you were saying, like, we, honestly, I, I was like, yeah. It's only after, really, you can... Uh, Spartans, you, lay down your weapons. <laughs> <laughs> you can have faith. You can have faith in yeah, anything. But sometimes you i got to see it for myself. Yeah, of course. And then when you see it for yourself, you're like, shit, I should have just believed all along. Yeah. It's it that was, unwavering conviction that he has. So he, give it up. Belie believed every single word. So give it up, rocker. Yep. Okay, unsurpassed, unequaled, unrivaled. Yep. We look to the world scale. If you want a ticket in the in the sweepstakes, yep. the names that are there. You got Ryan Garcia, Instagrammer, yep. YouTuber, yep. superstar for followers. Yep. You got the tank who I don't want to take words in your mouth, but I think you probably put him right up there. You say a very dangerous human. I do. The big tank. Time. Big time. Others will say look at the, the C V compared to the others. Yep. You got that man there. Lomachenko comes in. How many fights did he have before he turned pro? Then he wins world titles after, what, 10 or 11 fights? Ridiculous. Two. Two. <laughs> go again. Yeah, go divide again. by three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just yeah. trying to divide all that. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe that? How many amateur fights did he have? A thousand? 356. Yeah, 300 or something. something. That's very similar to Zoo. I thought he had more than that. Costa had 357 amateur fights before yeah. he turned pro. Yeah. Loma, Lomas. How many you win? Mate, uh, about three hundred and fifty-one from the age <laughs> yeah. of, from the age of what eight or yeah. maybe six for cost. <laughs> wow! You got a guy here called Devin Haney, who our friend Mark Burros, when interviewing uh, George on the Mentor podcast, get a yeah. Mark um, Champion, Mister Burros, as I should call you, Devin Haney, and Mark he loves his boxing, loves his boxing. He goes, Devin Haney can't punch, in my opinion. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, and then George, nice, I loved it. I thought, wow, JJ Rock is in the seat. And then, and then, then George comes back and says, "Couldn't break an egg." And I, I went, "Wow, I couldn't break an egg." His CV suggests he can. His CG, CV suggests he's done it on fifteen occasions from twenty-seven. And and they're the superstars on the world level. Yep. Who's it going to be on the world level? Before I give you the segue. Get the bag. Who's going to get... Who's get coming bag. to Australia? Whoever gives the most money, get the bag. They're so, all tough, difficult oh, I fights. I get it exactly. now. Get the bag. Yeah, get okay, the bag. thank you. Come on, man. Thank you. I still never have one of these it, Chang it, things that you're it, talking about. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm sure I have, but I don't know the term. JJ knows his way around a couple of Changs. Yeah, come on, Hang man. Hang on. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Chang, no, chang no, over. Chang. It gives you a Chang over. So you have a couple of Changs. They're, they're like 8% beer. Yeah. What's okay. your little 4X gold over here that you're a massive <laughs> fan of? 
about 3.8. <laughs> yeah, and you love them warm as well. Go upstairs for the eight, bring them down for the Oh, that's a different story. No one's going to get the context. <laughs> anyway. I was anyway. basically, I was trying to explain to people out there about four wrecks to an Irishman, and that made no sense at all. But anyway, continue, JJ. Back to George. Yes. What I would be doing if I was George is I would be taking on any of these killers because they're all hard fights. I would be maximising my income. Whatever it is, whoever's paying the most. It sounds like the zone's out of the race. They don't want to back Haney and George. So I heard the Haney fights off the table at the off. moment. Okay, let's, put, let's put it on. Okay, Haney off. Yep. I know that top rank are going to or already have sent George an offer for Lomachenko. Correct. But from my inside sources over in the US, I'm hearing that it will be George and Ryan Garcia. And is, before we come back to that, which is very interesting. In fact, you're going to. Uh, you, I think you're almost going to confirm it, are you not? I can't, I can't confirm <laughs> well, it. We I don't drop I, till actually I, next I wish, Tuesday. I wish I, wish I could. <laughs> they're good, my boys over there, well, but they're not that good. Unrivaled. Can you? Yeah, I'm plugged in. Definitely plugged in. And where would you put Davis in that? This is a killer division. I don't. Th- I don't. Th- I don't think Davis and, and George. We haven't heard that talk, have we? Nah, Davis. No, no, he's no. not going to come to to Australia. No. Well, BBC he? ain't going to do that. He's making his bag over there. Yeah, he's a big time. Okay, start. so the tweet on Ryan Garcia from George last week was something to the effect yeah. that Ryan said, "You know, I'm here. I'm ready for war. I'm ready to, yeah. you know." And George basically said again, "I'll put the Spartan into yeah. the writing." Was was more like, "I like you, kid, but get in the queue. Yeah. Uh, you don't know what a war is." And, and uh, you're a good kid, but just take a ticket. <laughs> Ryan Ryan Garcia's got to fight. He's fighting an African fella um, uh-huh. that I think will be his probably comeback fight, blow out the cobwebs, and then um, I reckon that's what we're going to see. I Can reckon I, we're going to yeah, see but when he, He's fighting that Can Emmanuel go who you yeah. speak of in April. Yeah. Yep. So then with the promotion, what you're saying, Cambos is going to send the show till September or something, October? No, I wouldn't be surprised if they turned around in July and Garcia has a short turnaround. I, rec- I, I reckon it? July in Melbourne. That's that's what my okay. tip would okay. be. Okay. All right. And when do we, so, okay. Garcia. It would be Garcia Cambosis. Again, after I came out of the ocean and found this man on the shore. Yep. The white Irishman. Yeah. Daniel with the red nose. <laughs> and and the flip side of that is this is called bring the bag. Yep. Your George Cambosis. Yep. Can a superstar, and he is on the world scale. Yep. Um, go a little lukewarm. Locally, yeah, when he could maximise income by putting an Australian in the ring, of which you and I know, and the boxing world knows. And if we're going to dance around it, we can dance around it. I don't want to dance around it because we all know the names that have been thrown around. Yeah, do you, if you're George, keep active fight, which he needs to do. Yeah, and makes money with whoever hops in the ring. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it, and then you can tell me I'm wrong. And Showtime, Paul Fleming. Dreamtime fighters, dangerous fight, dangerous fighter, yeah, world class, two-time world champion. Billy Dib says the conversation's been had. Yep. He fights Jacob Ng if he comes through successful. I'm seeing a lot of work out of a kid that's definitely at the pointy end, but I love him so much. Yeah, I know he's super. I know he's a featherweight, but does Luke Jackson? I'm just saying at lightweight, and let's not dance around it because I know he's a great friend of yours, but the boxing world have been whispering it. Yep. that Brock Jarvis's name has been mentioned as well. I've thrown them out. The Australian options for a stay active, make money fight, bring the bag, show me the money. But what why, are why, thoughts, why, thoughts? Why, why are we even talking about these guys? I know them all, respect to all of them. Because, but why does he have because to stay of the active? gap. 
He doesn't yeah. need to I, stay I active. Yeah, I don't, Why does I, he have to maximise potential? You I agree like with me George on the beach. Saying. You agreed nah, with me on the beach. Like, he's he's already there. He's numero uno. So why don't did you think on. he might do something in between? Why do we agree that he might... If that fight's not until July... His last fight... Yeah, but the oh, he's unified champion he of the world doesn't have to stay busy. Nah. Nah, you, you don't ev- stay ev- busy. Everyone come, comes to him. This is rocked. rocked. All right, if the American the, fights fall over. But if the this, American fights fall over. Yeah. When, when does George need to be back in the ring? Let me tell you, consider. the American fights... Yeah. We're talking about the elite of the elite, right? Yeah. Your Haney's, your Tanks, yeah. your Garcia's. Yeah. If they fall over, there's literally everybody else in the world that fights in that division okay. that's ready to take the fight. All due respect to everyone yeah. in that list. Yeah. One of them's one of my best mates, I right? Know. George is fighting backwards if he takes any of those fights. Yeah. It doesn't even make sense no, for I don't want him to. Yeah, it's redundant. I mean, I, he wouldn't I know do that, it. You I know they'd fight it. anyone. But yeah, I'm just... Maybe yeah. if George went for an American Lomachenko, he loses. Then we can start mentioning yeah. these names for the comeback fight or... But you can't you can't win a uh, undisputed ch- champ or unified whatever, no. and then start. These guys aren't even a. How in long a position is to George going to wait till he gets signatures on the paper? How long are you happy for him just to be? Well, you're going to say to me, Mark, he's always in the gym, correct? I'm going to say I ain't got a clue. I'm not Mystic Meg. Well, have a look at George's oh, career. Talk about he's, maximizing income because yep. for a long time, as you said, you've sold tickets for his fights. Yeah. He's done it the hard way. He has done it the hard way. But if you have a look at George's career, he's not yeah. the most active fighter in the world. So if we don't see him until September, it won't be an unheard of layoff for him. Mm. Look at this list right now, right? Brock yeah. Jarvis, yeah. he's going to have his rematch yeah. with the Mexican that he just fought. He's off, off the table. Alexander 20, 24 years old with Matchroom. He'll have his own path. Yeah. Jacob NG and Billy Dibber fighting, that's a possibility because Jacob NG is ranked highly. Yeah. That's probably your closest one. Luke yeah. Jackson... God bless him. He's coming off a loss. He's yep. not going to be fighting him. Billy no. Dibb, he's tied in with Jacob NG. Yep. And then Paul Fleming's campaigning at Super Featherweight and wants to win a world title there. Yeah. They're all to bed. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry for having an opinion. <laughs> oh, it's funny when I think, okay, wow. Right. That's no, that. but we should be. I think we should be commending as well. Well, you know what? He what? wants to fight the like the I do. Lomachenko's I, and the millions, 100%. 100%. 100%. But if they don't come together, I'm like, you take the money, young man, because you deserve it. But if if what doesn't come together, there's six names. Like what you're telling me, not one of them. Uh, Lomachenko's asked for too much money. What about Tank? I what about Garcia? And what about so many different I suppose names, it's only man. been a couple of months, hasn't it? Yeah, of course. Cool. Let him breathe. Yeah. yeah. Let him be the chair. I think, you know, four time. Yes, four time. Jeffrey Fennick, he said, Mark, let George enjoy his time. Of course. Yeah, all right. I suppose. Let me ask you this, Mark. After, yeah. after his victory, yeah. is he the greatest Australian boxer of all time like he's been claiming? I think... I think Johnny says, well, actually, um, what what version have we got of the WBC? It's not there on the table, is it? At all. He's a w, WBC franchise champion. For, sorry, the franchise. The, what, so what's Devon? Is the WBC regular champion? Okay. Okay. He's got the Ring Magazine, IBF, WBA. Help me out here. WBO. The WBO. WBO. IBF. Yeah, he's WCW. got the whole box. He's got he's got the whole got kit and caboodle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes and beats the man that beats the man. He beats the man, Lopez that beats the man who was yep. seemingly invincible. Yep, it's the greatest performance. Yeah, it's the greatest performance by an Australian fighter in history. 
What do you think? Well, I wouldn't know as much about Australian boxing history as mm. you two um, mm. estudiantes. But, um, yeah, speak Spanish. Hablas <laughs> Español? That's Semi. your background, this is Spanish. Yeah, father was born in Spanish. I got a little What's bit he, of yeah? I can do a oh, little okay. bit of Mexican. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can, all right. Dos margaritas, por favor. Muchas, muchas gracias, señorina. Yes, yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I ain't really got an opinion on that. I'm not yeah. too too clued in with the Australian boxing. Like we, obviously, Fennec was great, three division world champion. Yeah. But um, kudos to him. Four man. time. Four time, was he? Okay. Well, no, it was three, but we say four. You're three weight. Three weight yeah, classes. Yeah, we say four. It was going to be four. There's going to be four white oh, weight classes. Oh, with Azuma. Yeah, Azuma, yeah, yeah, the yeah, first. Yeah. Well, Rob, four-time. Four-time. One time. We'll, we'll eventually get Boxrec on board. Four-time. Yeah, we're working on it. God willing. He got 25 years to life for assault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did, mate. Continue. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Well, you put paid to that conversation. Let's look at the heavyweight division and the landscape. Who's the king of the mountain? What's next for the Gypsy King? My man, I love a Gypsy. Yeah, what what's next? What's next? What's Dillian happening? White. Dillian White. Tell me about that fight. Tell me about that fight, JJ. I tell you what, Dillian White is the one that they leave out of the conversation amongst the elites. He's a gamer. He fights anybody. He's fought harder contenders than some of these champions. Okay. Especially when you talk to, you know, the Oscar Rivas and stuff like that. He's fighting fighters that pose big risk. He obviously had that slip up against Povetkin and oh boy, it wasn't a slip up. That was a mm. scary KO. It can happen. Straight back on the horse. He, you know, Eddie Hearn was wrapping up the show and he walked into Eddie Hearn's interview and goes, when can I get the rematch? Yeah. He's a gamer. He's a gamer. Wow. And look, I think consensus is that Tyson Fury's head and shoulders above the rest of them in regards to being the best heavyweight. And I think that's the truth. I think Dillian White probably mixes it well with Wilder and Joshua. Um, obviously, he's lost lost to Joshua. But well, how good was Wilder? And it's very easy to look back exactly. and say, "Oh, well." But how good was he? Yeah, yeah. Well, we had this eternal debate. He, he, I'm in love with the Gypsy King. You got to right. say, I was there for the second fight, and and this man's words. Everyone loves the Gypsy King. Yeah. Oh, oh, Gypsy boy! <laughs> By order of the Peaky Blinders. Now, I love you when you dress up as the Peaky Blinders too. Darrow Foley, Super Foley, our special guest. This is round 20. This is rocked. Um, Joseph Parker, Andy Ruiz. You you talked about, and there's some other heavyweights there as well. Lewis Ortez still on the list, pound for pound. Joe Joyce. In the heavyweight division. Um, You were talking about Deontay Wilder, and and we had an eternal debate, and it was more about, you know, touch of death power. A million percent. And look at the CV. How many wins for how many KOs was it before? Yeah, wild. It was like a crazy. It was crazy. Forty-one fights, incredible yeah. by yeah, way yeah, of KO. Yeah. All, all of them are right from Stevenson. Right, and, and, and so it was doing something <laughs> right. Nobody. Okay, he was doing something correctly. Mm. Um, and we saw what he did in the in the first fight, where you know it should have been how you wake up from that and get up and make the count. The Gypsy King is just incredible. And then yeah. they they scrape a draw. He retains the title. The second he gets an absolute lesson. Yeah, as as per the third. Mm. Okay, so he's at the top of the tree, but yeah, Deontay is. I suppose he's always going to be in the mix with the power he's got. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable power. I don't know if it's Tyson power, but uh, you know, when you talk about his record, he he's there. Oh, it's def- definitely he's Tyson the- power. He's one of the hardest punches of all time. 
Well, with that straight blade hand, yeah. Tyson could have an uppercut, a exactly. hook, either hand. Exactly. He uppercut just has that one bone. Yeah. And it's like a It's one beater. right hand. That's it, man. And yeah. it's long as this room. But you it's think, how, how easy? He's always got one shot. Like, just I know, fucking it's stay weird, away. Did he but really the way he set up a, that. On a certain level, did he really? You can't fight at that level with one can shot. I, really? Can I tell you? you know? He did, man. He did. No, but... At it, that level, I know it's. You, I know it yeah. sounds strange, and it's going to sound even weirder when we're talking about a former heavyweight champion. Yeah. But Dara, you can attest to this. You know when you spar someone and they don't really know what they're doing, and they're so unorthodox, and you all of a sudden find yourself you're getting hit by shots that you wouldn't normally get hit by because they don't even know what they're doing. Yeah. So it's coming from angles where you're not prepared to block them, or your defense isn't sound to it because you can't have anything that replicates that. If you have a look at some of the shots that Wilder's knocking people out with, it goes against everything textbook. He doesn't yeah. even have the leverage of the legs yeah. behind him. Mm. Yeah. So getting hit by those shots, they're not disguised with, you know, a clever jab or setting it up with an angle. They're just coming from nowhere. And it's a it's, slingshot. Yeah, yeah. It's, hard, it's hard to prepare for it. Even in the second uh, Stavarian fight when he knocked them out, remember he drops him. Yeah. He runs across the ring, does a shimmy this way, a shimmy that way. And let's yeah. have like a right hand. Who does that thing boxing? I know. It's like a Freaking, side uh, step. rugby league or yeah. whatever. He's like, warm, warm. There's oh, just go above. A but, double pump from Aussies again. <laughs> I know. It's honestly insane. But A you step know. and a shimmy and Wilder <laughs> steps off the left and he steps off the right and bangs away with the big right hand. Um, so tell me where this man sits in the mix. And his name is Alexander Usyk. Yeah, he's, he's Put special. him in with fury. Tell me about that fight. He's a middleweight I'll trade him like a middleweight. <laughs> what did he say? I'm six foot nine. <laughs> Nineteen stone. There's not a son born from his mother. I will beat the gypsy king. Exactly. We can edit that one out. <laughs> no, we can no, just put a beep on it. We're keeping that we'll one for sure. Yeah, we're keeping it. Definitely keeping it. Yeah, we'll, we'll put a beep on it because... Um, yeah, so well, I'll, I'll, Alexander Usyk, um, yeah. great fire career, cruiserweight, yeah. moved Superstar. up. Superstar. Yeah. Yeah. At Cruiser. Yeah. That's like playing your game, the world game, for a Ukrainian... Yeah, yeah. He came What's going came, on? Came Has he swapped codes? No, no, no. Not quite. Is that not a quite. Ser- but it looks very serious. Yeah, he came off the bench. It was for a semi-professional Ukrainian soccer team. So he can play or...? Oh, I think when you get to probably that level, it's probably a bit easier to get a gig, yeah. I'd okay, say. Okay, I'm just asking. <laughs> sure. I don't think he was rocking up to trials with his kit bag. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Usain Bolt playing for a... Harry knows about the world game. You, he just rocked up to a semi-pro game, Alexander Usyk, yep. and played. Now, he did have an air swing. It happens to the best Thank of us, you. apparently. Right, okay, all right. Now but, you're telling you know, me. Now you're telling me. All that's right. all right. All right, well, that's interesting, the heavyweight division. Can uh, I ask, yeah. from a fighter's perspective, Dara, there was that talk in regards to... AJ taking that step aside money. What's your opinion on that? Twenty million, wanna? Yeah. I don't know. I think like obviously, if you say would you take twenty million to step aside, or take twenty million to yeah. freaking get me legs stepped aside, yeah. you know? <laughs> AJ, he's already got that, that. He wants to get back where he once was. Yeah. In order to do that, he has to beat Usyk again. AJ's already what 100, 150 mil- million in the bank, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. So what's twenty million? Mm. Obviously, it's still twenty million, but to a yeah. guy that has four or five times that, I think if he would have took that money, that would have been him waving the white flag, the white so towel, and saying, "Now, if I was Usyk going into that fight, automatically I'm thinking, oh, I bet before this guy didn't take twenty million. He's mad. Yep. Why would anyone in their right mind not take twenty million? Yep. That's gonna keep Usyk up at night. Yep. 
that's going to get him thinking. So I'd give Joshua a better chance because a man that can walk away from that from that bag mm. is serious about what he's going to do, and he's going to. I definitely um, it's going it's going to get Usyk thinking, and Usyk's a deep thinker. He likes um, you can tell he likes poetry, and he's yep. a very mm. articulate man. Mm. Yeah, so he's going to be thinking about that, and maybe it could play evidence. And if he does end up beating him in the rematch, that twenty million in his next fight. It's going to be coincidental, you know. Yep. It's going to be loose change to what he will get Big against time. the Gypsy King. We take a break, come back. This is Rock Round 20, back with more to wrap it up with Super Dara Foley. This is Rock Round 20, and JJ, we could just sit here all day with this fella. We could. Right? He's a good chad, isn't he? It's fantastic. Yeah. We had this long list. Usyk and Canelo Alvarez. That's on the cards at Cruiser. And then Usyk says, I'm going back to heavy. Yeah. Would we see the first loss on the... I must ask quickly, just a yes, no. Does Alvarez lose to Usyk at Cruiserweight? Oh, it's a mammoth task. Usyk yes. is a big, big body. I'd probably say so, based on not only size, yes but no. skill as well. Yeah. Yes. That's three of us. Put that in the book. I think you're right too. Eventually... Uh, a real good big man. In fact, a great big man. Yeah. The a, best cruiser by on the, the way, planet. By the way, unequivocally, yes. Thank no you. Chance. Okay. No chance. Okay. And then I'm reading the news here, and it's not just something I plucked out of the air, that Canelo Alvarez, say, oh, Canelo Alvarez, superstar, goes to heavyweight, and it will happen in 22, 2022. We'll no. have a fight at heavyweight. No, I don't think so. So you don't believe the hype? No, not have at all. Have you heard the talk? I reckon he'll fight Bivol next. Yeah. That's what I believe. Canelo would heavy. Who would your money be on, Canelo or Tyson Fury? What's that headline say? What's the headline say? There's not a stumble from his mother's beard. Right, 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 right. Come on, man. The Gypsy King. What what does it say? It says Canelo at heavyweight. Yeah, exactly. The zone boxing show. Can I tell you, I'm looking at that headline and see that question mark at the end of heavyweight? Yeah. Mate, that's the most important part of that whole headline. There's not a chance. You won't see him. I'm d- yeah, Makabu. Okay. okay. Who who would your money be on a, a prime Canelo or a, No, I'm, I think it's ridiculous that he fight Mike a heavyweight. Tyson. I'm just saying <laughs> it's real news. Yeah. I don't, what it's about not that fake for news. A fantasy fight? No, might, it's not. It's not fake news. I just. Good day, Mr. No, Trump. I'm not buying but, it. Okay, we better touch on that. Okay. Because it's going to be hard to do this quickly. But we're going to try. Let's go. We go to Tim Zoo then, right? The yep. Zoo camp. American okay, debut. Let me wrap it up. American no, debut. We're going, no, digress. Right. Joe. Joe. Rogan. <laughs> we're going to be talking about it for ages, man. Spotify. Sp- yeah. Can I tell you something? Next Spotify, show. Spotify is, yes. they're not walking away from Joe. If you can, it's so difficult to be on air documenting three-hour conversations, yeah. four-hour conversations, four times a week yeah. and not put a foot wrong the entire time. Yeah. I don't agree with everything Joe said, whether no. it's from vaccines yeah. or, you know, talking about different races or whatever. But let's be honest here. If nobody in the world has ever said anything that they regret at any stage. Oh, bro. Yeah. Shoot Glass me down. houses and rocks shoot and all Shoot me of that. down. I just say this. In the last seven days, you already had to do two apologies. Yeah. Right? Nah. They're taking the platform. Once they take his platform, and I mean the context, as you said, he said a word. Mate, as a comedian, are you serious? He's sitting with friends of his, the uh, black America, black yeah. American people, yeah. laughing and joking with yeah. him because they're friends yeah. and the context and so forth. It, context he, is a big one. And and, yeah. and, and, and they're, they're, yeah, and he's also a stand-up comedian. And yes. he's done this in mixed audiences all over the world. Yes. And so then they jam up a clip 
and it's taken out of context. Yep. And then because he's spoken about uh, subjects around the virus and around vaccines, yep. um, and then he does another apology, I just see his platform. Because the moment he has to start apologising and the moment he has to watch his P's and Q's, Joe Rogan hasn't got a platform. Yeah, it takes takes away from the Superstar, pocket. you know, I'm a, a massive yeah. fan. Yeah, big time. Okay, but it's a long conversation. It is a long conversation yeah. and it's a difficult one to navigate, yeah. especially in 2022. Yeah. I mean, people pull you up for, for anything these days and yeah. part of being human is making mistakes, right? Yeah. You're going to make them. Yeah. Um, just let's go to Tim Zhu, but I'll segue it. So Tim Zhu says the only way he fights Michael Zarafa next time is in a car park. Yeah. Well, if there was a next time, there was no fight. Okay, he said the only way he fights him is in a car park. So I do this predictions thing with SEN 1170 here Which in Sydney. Which I loved, by the way. Uh, thank you, JJ. I a love. bit of fun with my brother. You've done a little bit there yourself on yeah. SEN 1170. Yeah, good people. Good, good station. Sport, 24-7. Um, now, he said he won't fight him, and if he does, it'll be in a car park. But Nikita didn't say that. I know Nikita Zoo is going to hit the pro ranks by storm, absolute killing beast, knockout machine, yeah. posture in reverse, same, looking in the mirror, same style, yep. power, brother, you're going to see something here in Nikita Zoo. Uh, the Australian Zoo, looking for the nickname here. <laughs> okay, uh, it's, a, it's coming yeah. your way. Yeah. So, so Nikita, I, I know it sounds ridiculous, you get in there with Michael Zarafa at this early stage. Who knows? But I think Zarafa, he's fighting uh, Isaac Hardman, yeah, the head yes. splitter. He's yes. got a chance Middle. for him. Yeah. Hardman, real, I, I think that Michael wins that fight. I really, I, hey, Hardman, wow, all the personality and all the all the pizzazz yeah. and, and the mic drop yeah. and the notorious walk-off. Yeah. He'll be, let me tell you, Hardman will be on the podcast. He'll be yeah. on the podcast. He's I think got he's a, got in a, lot a very, to say. very tough yeah. evening with he, Michael Zarafa to the point that I think it's almost, I back Zarafa. Well, Zarafa's going to be favourite, yeah, but a hard man, he lives up to his name. He's a hard man yeah. and always got a background in uh, yes. MMA and shit like that. Yes. He walked away from a, yes. from a prosperous UFC contract. Yes, but yeah, this boxing. is boxing. Yeah. Yep. So he's just coming. I love what he's about. He talks his okay. talk. He's what had 10, 11 fights. He's yep. on the tip of everyone's tongue. Yep. He's going in there. And I think he wants to go back to MMA. So he's just saying, listen, I'm having a bit of fun here. I'm not even 25 yet. I'll go as far as I can go. It doesn't work out great back into the UFC. He can't beat Michael Zarafa there. Can't lose. I can't beat Michael Zarafa. Can I tell you? I don't think he can. I don't think he can lose either. Because no, if he, he loses, lose. if he loses to Michael Zarafa, right, mm. take his L on the night. He's what 25, 11 and one now, mm. and has a promising UFC career as well 100%. as the fact that he's not expected to so win. It's that a win, fight. win for Harvey. One hundred percent. It is one hundred percent, and he's. Goated Zarafa into this fight. Yeah, he's got. And he's goaded him. He's going to get out the, to Melbourne to his backyard to give it to him as yeah. well. He's a gangster. I like yeah, Hardman. Uh, I, I, I don't dislike guy. him. I just think he's, he's going to run guy. into a Michael yeah. Zarafa that's got plenty under the boot and ready to go. Oh yeah, big time, of course. Tim Zhu, what's next? You look at the you look at the big dogs there. Jamal Charlo uh, and Brian Castanio. They're sitting there, and he's in the line. Yeah. What's next for Tim Zhu, superstar? Well, the soul taker. He's got a fight. He's got a fight on the undercard of um, Charlo Castaño too, against an American fringe contender that's been in in the in the mix at 154. Terrell Gushay, I believe it is, or Gusha. Mm -hmm. um, 
And date I, and hasn't been confirmed as yet. 28th, 20th March. of March, yeah. Something in, in, yeah. in uh, the States. Yeah, in the States. In the States. So I spoke to those No Limit boys, and they're going to yep. be doing a, a couple trips stateside. Wow. I know they're going to see uh, our, our mate Tai Tuavasa fight on the UFC in the UFC this weekend. As they did the last. As they did the last. Yeah, exactly. So they're going to go over to there, then they're coming back, doing a show here, and then they're going stateside with Tim. So, look, Tim, I believe, will get, get past um, his opponent, Overseas and then uh, it'll move on to probably Who's the winner of Castaño and. Um, Do you reckon they'll be able Charlotte. to get that back here? Yeah, I believe so. You think so? I believe so. I think with the money that they're going to generate. You think so or you know so? He knows he's up to something. Oh, he knows, knows something. This he guy, knows. eh? Yeah. He knows. Let me let me he tell knows. you, the boys at No Limit, they're Mister Make It Happen. He'll yeah. be here. He'll be here. Okay. But you think say who do you think is going to win that rematch? Why has uh, Tim's latest box rec record not got that fight in black and white as yet? Can uh, you tell me that? Prob- probably not. Not a hundred percent confirmed. Okay. I'd say. Thank you. On, in, who on you, who you got in the rematch, Castano or Charlo? Um, it's a it's a tough one. I think I reckon Charlo will get it. I reckon Charlo will get it. I think you know it pains me to say, but don't be surprised if they give give a dud decision to Charlo. Yeah, well, that last one was, I actually bet the draw on the last fight. Did you? Yeah. I won wow. 900 bucks of, I think, $25. Because I knew, what in my mind, I knew that Castano was going to win that fight, which he did, and they'd rob him. They, it, but he would have won it Castano in the won they, the fight. They, they couldn't have robbed yeah. him that much. They yeah. had to give it a draw. Yeah, exactly. Rematch. But in saying that, I think Charlo's going to catch him and stop him in the rematch. Yeah, he's going to make, Charlo, it was a big wake-up call, because I think he probably underestimated him a little bit. Charlo's got a, a great team. He'll make the necessary adjustments as well. But do you think Charlo will then, and our money talks and bullshit walks, but do you think Charlo will come down under? Yeah, I Rafa? do. You think I so? Do. I think that I think for what Charlo generates in the States, I know he's got, he makes a good, good, good purse, but I think what these No Limit boys can bring to him, he'll he'll travel. I, I think he'll travel. He knows. Speaking of um, right. No Limit boys, yeah, there's a gentleman by the name of Stevie Spark that fought my uh-huh. good mate, Jack Brubaker. Uh-huh. Now, he's fighting River Daz on the No Limit card on Nikita's Nikita's pro debut. Yeah. That, the coming out parade. Nick and Nate's little brother, isn't it? <laughs> Team Diaz. <laughs> no, not quite. Not quite. Give, give I'm, it, lost. Give I'm it, lost. Give a bit of context. Yeah. He's fighting... Uh, He's fighting an MMA convert. Okay. Well, you yeah. have the conversation. I'm so listening with great interest. River is a kickboxer turned boxer, and that's who Stevie Spark will be fighting back at Super Lightweight. Mm-hmm. So if obviously if he fought Brubaker at mm-hmm. Welter, mm-hmm. fought Tim at Junior Middle. Now he's back down to Super Lightweight, his true division. Um, and I think... That when he gets past River, and that's no no disrespect yep. to River, but I believe yep. that um, do you reckon he'll take the bridge or? <laughs> I think I have no idea what he's talking about. We need to see Dara Foley against Stevie Spark. What do you? Where do you stand with Stevie? Well, it's like this. Um, I guess Steve is the he's kind of like a quintessential shitbag in the sense. Um, it wasn't so long ago, I remember, maybe two, three years ago, he used to always be hitting me up on uh, Instagram. Hey, man, like a fanboy, proper fanboy. Yeah. I've done this um, 
this thing once I actually got it from Luke Jackson he was doing the David Goggins 5 by uh, yeah. oh, yeah. was it 4 yeah. by 4 4 by 4 I think he doubled it and I actually I caught up with Jack on I done one the runs with him as well yeah. but it was at a snail's pace and I said if I'm going to do this I'm actually going to put a bit of a challenge into it mm. so I said I'll do the same thing only every every 5 kilometers in under 23 minutes right. which I did do culminating which is, which in the last quick. one which was 18 minutes 26 <laughs> seconds stop it stop wow. it Okay, yeah. Just saying, you know what I mean? Just yeah. putting out there. And he'd be meshing me, oh man. I'm going to do the same thing. Uh, I'm so inspired. You run so fast. Um, oh, the quickest I've been able to run was 21 minutes. I was like, oh, nobody, son. So you get there one day. So it's basically the case of a guy who's let all this fame and all, all this fame, this 15 minutes of fame, get to his head. Right. And now he, he, he thinks he's. Um, did you see that interview we done the other day with Oz Boxing? So he's he's after um, announcing to fight Nick and Nate Diaz, his little brother, <laughs> two two high profile <laughs> MMA fighters, and he spent half the interview uh, speaking about me, and he's standing there, this little pompous head on him, and delusions of grandeur. Like, who's your best win? Your best win is um, my friend, my good friend, Jerry Clancy, who you bet on points is probably our best win. Yeah. And he's standing there like he's some three division titleist. He's just a pompous little prick. And, um, hopefully that fight does get, um, does get made and I can, uh, land him back down to reality. It's basically a case of fanboy torn hater. And the thing is as well, the whole time he's been, uh, messaging Ben. ben he Sam. has got a very strong popular fan base because he stepped up two or three divisions, really. To, but, but, to step in with Tim Zoo, I'm just telling you, he's got a very strong, he's very popular fan base. Popular, I'm just showing you the flip yeah, side. Absolutely yeah, pop, yeah, yeah. popular. I don't know in, Steve. Popular know in uh, Toowoomba, Toowoomba, Woomba, or whatever. Toowoomba, Toowoomba, Woomba. Very proud rugby league country. <laughs> okay, but uh, and listen. So the thing is, he's always texting Ben, and um, I think he started calling that's, me. That's Ben Ben, ben Sava. Yeah, he started calling me out after the Telford fight, and it started off kind of. Nice, you know, yep. respectful. Yeah. And then I think one night he, um, he, got, I think he had a couple of UDLs or something with the boys. You know <laughs> what I mean? They were probably playing strip poker or something because I, I seen on his Instagram story that he had a load of cards out. So I presume right. it was a game of strip poker or something along those lines. Right. And he starts messaging me all the shit, failing when I see you, it's gonna be on sword and all this. Is okay. Oh, That's know it. So he has this image of a nice guy, but he's really just a piece of shit and. Um, then in your him, opinion well we'll see then texting yes. texting Ben saying oh me and Dara can really talk this fight up and it's going to do great numbers just fake I don't talk shit up if you want to start messaging me saying all the shit whilst you're in the game, midst of a game of strip poker with about 6 or 7 UDLs he made a mistake friends. he made a mistake he has because I'm real and don't don't, yeah. don't be real say you want to do a friendly I'm still going to fight you I'm still going to whoop yeah. your ass yeah. but don't try and have this this facade of we're going to talk it up because I'm not going to talk it up. He stepped out of line and he's aggravated me and annoyed me a bit now. So I'm going to... So you sound like a Zuma. You're like the professor. You're going to teach the son a lesson. Yeah, I'm going like to put him back in his little box and ship him back to Toowoomba. <laughs> yeah, I'm winding this up. Right, I was just about to say how fun it was. I love it. But, I love okay, it. he's in charge of pointers, I, I think. It. Yep. It's, and so here, here we go. Pain Away. This is the Pro Salt 45... The magnesium liquid, right? Courtesy of Pain Away. Is okay. this what has you looking so young? This is this is what you put in the bath. Four this caps is perfect for, you for your shoulder. This is perfect, perfect for your for shoulder. You, you reckon? Oh, this yeah. This is the spray. So the spray, with this, what you're going to do, right? You, you spray, and then your cream, 
and then you spray over the top into that shoulder. Right. right? So you spray cream spray. This is also more of the bath salts. All right. Danny Greenwood had four caps of that or four caps of this, 40 minutes, as hot as he could have it. Uh, and then two litres of water, and then you're sleeping like a baby, brother. Oh, yeah. You're sleeping like a baby. Yeah. Uh, some more of that from Pain Away. You take that with you for being our special guest on Rock Round 20, courtesy of my friends, JJ's friends at Pain Away. How's that? That's very uh, that's very good, and thank you. I'll be sure to use all this stuff because, I mean, at the end of the day, if I can even that's look half magnesium. as good as yeah. you look right now, mate, I'm on well, board. I, I, well, I do. I look at my Sunday night is I, I have a liquid magnesium salt bath at yeah. least twice a week. There's, yep. definitely, there's definitely no soap in this now, is there? No, there's no salt. No. No. Don't no start me on that. We're going. We're going. My goodness. I didn't see that Stevie Spark segue coming. Um, until <laughs> until next time, yeah. uh, JJ Rocker, yeah. it's been great to see you, my friend. Last time I saw you in Walgan Valley. I was. Lifestyles of the rich and famous, my God. It leave, was, it was great it to see you with your family. Though, it was. It was a good hang out with good? the family. feel amazing. Okay. I just, just before we go, I just want just to touch on the fact that I'm exceptionally grateful to have the platform that we do here. Yeah. And it's characters like Super and Very. fighters like Super that – I believe deserve to be on platforms like this to tell their story. The Australian mainstream media need to get behind characters like this because mm. they're good advocates mm. of not only our sport, but Australian culture in general. Yeah. He comes here. He's proud to be here. Makes an honest living. Tells hell it out. Hell of a calls fighter. A spade to, a exactly. Exactly. We need more of this. And he's a thanks character. Thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, it was good today. I had a lot of fun. As you said, right. it was a bloody riot. Or is it a riot? <laughs> there was a Until bloody riot. Until next time, Mark Warren, on behalf of Darrow Foley, Super Foley, Stevie, he could be coming your way. And my man, JJ Rocker, it's bye for now. This is rocked.